You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Join Sharon as she discusses the human experience of creating and maintaining relationships of all kinds, from friendships to family and everything in between. And now, here's Sharon. Welcome to another episode of Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined by friends of the show, Matthew Clayton. Hello, Matthew. Hey, Sharon. <laughs> and Brendan Moore. What's up, Brendan? How's it going? It's going well. Good thank, to be here. Thank you for, for joining me today. We have what I think might be a fun show because we have, for the first time, a listener email. Wow. Right? Exciting. We have so. questions. Um, so I, I invited these two on to break down this email and answer some of our, our listener inquiries. How do we feel about that? Let's dig into it. Let's do it. Okay. I was told once by someone at uh, 97.9 The Hill to make sure I say I am not an expert. So n- none of us are dating or relationship experts. We are merely um, sharing our thoughts. So disclaimer. Absolutely. Yes. Are you an expert, Brendan? I am not. <laughs> I am not right now. That I is for you. That's for sure. For, by sharing, you're an expert. You think I'm an expert? Yeah, you're. Yeah. I trust I your trust opinion you. on yeah. you, my boyfriend, come to me for relationship advice. Yeah, like if you're upset with me, you know, who better to ask than you? Okay, well, <laughs> we'll discuss my expertise later on. But all right, you ready? Let's do okay, it. So, all right. Uh, this is a, a lengthy one. I'm going to try to kind of paraphrase a little bit. Dear Sharon, at the beginning of quarantine, I broke up with someone I had been dating for three years. After taking a six month long break, I started dating again. I went out with a bunch of different people, didn't really connect on a deep level with any of them. And at the beginning of this year, I had a lot more luck. I met several men who really liked me and wanted to get to know me better. After being in a relationship for such a long time, I wanted to take things slowly and make sure someone was right for me. So a few weeks ago, I met someone who seemed perfect, who's close to my age, 30, shared my interests with me, wanted the same things in life as I did, had many values, and was someone I got along pretty well with. We had a few dates that lasted a while. I told him via Bumble that I don't have sex until I am in a serious relationship, and he overwhelmingly agreed with me. Just a few dates in, he asked if I wanted to be serious. He said, you're looking for a relationship. I'm looking for a relationship. I don't want to date around. Do you want to be exclusive? I said I needed more time and then thought about the way dating is looking right now and how risky meeting new people is in COVID. And I thought if it didn't work out for me, it would be better for me just to get to know someone well. So I said yes, and he tried to sleep with me. I definitely was not ready for that, which I told him. I felt kind of weird about this because he even tried to do it without protection, which I have never done and never will do. I said that if we still wanted to date at the end of the month, we would. Uh, Again, I would not have done this because we have been in quarantine done this had we not been in quarantine with more COVID variants spreading everywhere. I just want to make sure this part is clear because moving too fast is not usually an issue for me. So the next day I got a long message from him totally out of character telling me he had his heart broken many times, one which almost drove him to suicide. Because of how he presented himself, he said he was securely attached. I don't really believe this message. I wished him the best and just said I didn't want to hear from him again. A few days later, Okay, this is where it gets kind of weird. A few days later, I had a really weird feeling, and I looked up his name. I found his current public LinkedIn with no graduation dates, just his college. It said he started working in 2008, which does not line up with him being 30. 
So I pulled more data and traced it to a significantly older LinkedIn with his name and a very old picture. Y'all following? Wow. Sounds like some expert sleuthing. I know. This is like super detective work. Uh, Those had dates and earmarked his age at 40. Not 30. 40. He looks so much younger than that, like in his early 30s, so I bet that's why he thinks he can get away with lying. Now, I'm sure he made up everything about himself to mirror things I wanted to hear and try to make a fake relationship to sleep with me. All right, cut to the end. I feel really disgusted. I cannot believe I kissed a 40-year-old. I deleted myself from the apps and am taking a one-month-long break from dating. All right, here's where the questions start. How do I stop this from happening again? Well, I've heard of people misrepresenting themselves online. It has never happened to me. Should I ask for a driver's license next time? I don't think she was serious in that question, but maybe she was. I don't know. So let's stop right there and evaluate. Let me first open it up with thoughts on this email, thoughts on this listener situation. Well, it's I'm I'm sad to say I think it's a lot more common than we realize. Uh, People lying on dating apps, uh, lying about their age. Uh, lying about little things like height, but also I think big things like, you know, you're 10 years older than what you say you are. And um, it's a, I think it's a serious problem on dating apps and online dating in general. It's a big problem. So I don't know what the answer is or if you have to ask for the driver's license, that seems like. Seems know, a little much. Yeah, seems a little weird. Sure. But, you know, um, if you don't feel you can trust this person, that's a huge issue for any relationship, especially one just starting out. So I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, meeting people in person is usually a fat matter of like you have two degrees of separation from the person. So you have all right. your other degrees who can vouch for the person who can say like, oh yeah, they're an actual human being with the job and they're not 10 years older than they say they are. They have X, Y, Z history. But so I think in general, like when you're using dating apps, you, I think there is a need to sort of vet the person uh, you're talking to. Um, I always ask for driver's license on the first day. No, you don't. But but I think it's important to take your time because I've heard not stories like this specifically, but similar to this, people who like go move in really fast. And then all of a sudden, after like two or three days, you're like, holy, you know, this person's not who I thought they were. Absolutely. And even, you know, people who are married who have, are leading separate lives. You have friends, right? Who had a... Dude, I have a friend that has dated multiple guys who, all in DC, these like fancy... Yeah, dating app guys. He's like, well-paid, fancy DC businessmen who are leading total double lives. This happened twice to her. I think, like I said, I think it's really, sadly, extremely common in the online dating world. And it's a serious problem and we need to, I don't know how we address it, but it's uh, it's really making the dating, online dating scene very, um, just not appealing, I think, to a lot Yes, making people. it creepy. It, absolutely. And there has to be a better way to, you know, vet people. Um, but also, you know, it's kind of creepy to you know ask for a driver's license on the first date. So I don't know what the answer is. I do think some level of mis- misrepresentation, I don't know if that's the best word for it, is acceptable in the realm of I think everyone really tries to portray the best their best selves on these apps um and so I think I don't know I know guys lie about height that's that doesn't bother me as much I think it's more important to like a male insecurity thing I don't know yeah um I think adding an inch to your height is a lot different than saying you're yeah I think that the lie lying about your age is just like weird and creepy definitely 
For sure. And I think, um, yeah, you, like you said, everyone does little white lies, but, um, how do we stop people from, you know, uh, lying about big things? And there's really no way to do it because I think now, I don't know if Tinder stopped doing the Facebook validation stuff. So you can just create an account with a phone number. But oh, I know in the yeah. past they used to do that. Um, but I'm not sure. So, all right. How do I stop this from happening again? Did we answer that question? I'm not sure, listener, if we fully answered your question, but that is all we have time for right now. So we will return back to this in a couple minutes. Thank you for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I am your host, Sharon Levine, joined by friends Brendan and Matt. Howdy. We are here tackling, tackling our first listener email. We're pumped about it. I'm going to pass it over to Matt, who's going to give you a brief summary. Cool. So this listener emailed in, and uh, she had recently got in a relationship And then after about six months of COVID quarantining, she decided to hop back in the dating scene. She met a few people on some dating apps, some people who liked her, didn't think she was really interested in any of them. And then she matched with someone who had reciprocal interest with. Uh, Sounds like they took, try to take things slow. Uh, Listener, I should say, maybe less so the man she was speaking to, Uh, but they were around the same age, around 30 years old. And, uh, you know, I think they had a nice connection and then eventually he was like, oh, we should get in a relationship. We both like each other. Let's just, let's do it. And she's like, okay, fine. But I still want to take things slow. And but after saying that she was interested, he tried to sleep with her. And she pumped the brakes and was like, oh, let's, let's wait till the end of the month. And then he followed up with a message saying, oh, I have this complicated history. I've broken my heart broken so many times. Um, and then subsequently kind of broke things off. Um, unclear who broke it off with him. Anyways. The listener did a little bit of sleuthing and found that uh, actually this man was a lot older than he advertised himself to be, actually at least 10 years older. And the listener is asking about what she should do to prevent this from happening again. Sounds yeah. like this guy was kind of semi-catfish. So essentially the question here, right, is how do I prevent myself from being misled on the online dating apps? Yep. And yeah. I think our, our kind of answer that we came to last round was maybe you can't. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could ask for a driver's license on the first date, but that just seems like it's uh, it's not a good thing to come at a relationship from this kind of suspicious angle. You start yeah, that's off true thinking too. like that. It's not a good thing for a long-term relationship, I think. So I don't know. I think people just need to be more honest. But how do you how do you enforce that? How do you on, make on people dating? more honest, Matthew? Uh, I think it's I think it's more about I mean, if you want to take ownership on on your end for for what happens to you i think being patient and taking your time kind of like this listener tried to do i think is actually the way to go but the unfortunate thing is people who are on dating apps usually maybe not always definitely 
are perhaps a little bit more quote unquote desperate to get to meet someone than before. Whereas before, you know, you would go to like a matchmaker or someone who would be able to vet these people for you if you're in that position. Now you're meeting random strangers online who don't maybe don't have any connection to anyone you know. So Definitely. I mean it's hard to tell people who are on these dating apps to be patient when like dating apps don't really, you know, create patience in a person. But I think that's the way to go is take your time. It's a great point. And it's been almost what, nine years? since Tinder first came out. So it's been, you know, this really has revolutionized the dating scene, uh, the, almost a decade of online dating apps. And I think a lot of people are getting very jaded and cynical uh, by these apps. And it's become a very negative place for a lot of people trying to find love. Um, so I don't know what the answer is, but I do think there'll probably be a shift in online dating relationships, hopefully to a more authentic and a real um, based in reality than rather than these kind of fake personas that people give off that are influenced by social media and putting on this kind of other character that I think we're, we're seeing seeping into the online dating world. I do feel that as a woman, I've, I, when I was on the dating apps, I felt more comfortable doing some preliminary research trying sure. to find those like LinkedIn profiles, yeah. that Facebook profile. Mm. Googling. Yeah. You can find a lot about a person now by Googling them. So, but there will be people who, you know, don't have a internet presence and can lie and you have to trust them. And it's, it's hard to know who to trust when you're just starting off a relationship. So it's uh yeah, listener, I'm you know, very sorry about what happened to you? And it's a, I think it's a problem that's affecting a lot of people, uh, men and women. So, so you're not alone, but we don't really know how to solve that problem. Sorry. I will say something similar happened to me, not 10 years older thing, but definitely a complete second life that was revealed to me at a much later stage. Really? Yeah, I told you about that one date I went on where I had literally climbed out of her bathroom Oh, my window gosh. Because her boyfriend was in the military and was coming back yes. across the country to live with her. Yeah, it was, it was a mess. But that was one of my first dating app experiences. But the reality is I dated, terrible. like, you know, many other, over a dozen people after that through the dating apps, like brief encounters, but not nothing quite like that. So I think to push back, like, these things do happen on these apps, but I think and this is going to surprise you coming from me, but I think in general, people are better than those outliers. Yeah. Completely I think so too. Like True. lying about your height or your weight, like those things are quickly found out via like one date. Yeah. Whereas like people who are totally, totally lying about their identity. I think those are still more of the exception than the rule. Yeah. I would not give up on dating after this. Yeah. No, but I think it's, it's definitely a new world with the pandemic for sure. And I think yeah. we're seeing more of, these kinds of cases because people are desperate to meet people, to have some kind of connection Jeez. to do anything, yeah. right? A lot of people who imagine you're, you're living in a uh, one bedroom apartment and you haven't seen people for six months. Um, maybe you would be more inclined to lie about certain things in order to meet someone. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know what the answer is, but it's a, it's a new world out there. Dating wise. So this person also asked, I, I can't find it right now in the email, but she asked um, how long to wait before inviting someone over to your house. So she mentioned feeling really uncomfortable, like having had this guy in her house and they had like an early cooking date. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, hmm. I mean, I think take uh, once again, 
take your time. Uh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it's not maybe not especially for women, but just in general, a meeting in a public place first seems like a good for just a good general rule. Yeah, don't go on a hike in the woods. Yeah, no. I had a friend who did that as a first date. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I went on plenty of first dates like at girls' places. You did? Sure, not plenty, but like more than two or three. Um, and you know, I'm a trustable guy. Did that guy, feel weird to you though? Like, doesn't that? It does feel intimate in a way. Like, this is a person's yeah. personal space where they like live and sleep and make food. Like, those are very intimate uh, actions that a person does. So, I, yeah, I think taking you know, taking your time to vet the person on your own, or at least introduce them to your friends, or there's a lot of steps that you come before. This is so hard. We've talked. I've, I've talked before about just how annoying or how just kind of boring the bar scene can be like, let's, let's go out for a drink. The, the first time I'd love like, to go to a bar. I know right now I'd love to go to a bar too. But I remember, I remember when I was on the dating apps, just like being so tired of going to bars all the time and not feeling like there's anything really else to do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could, you know, not going on a hike in the remote part of the woods, but just a, a well-traveled uh, trail. Right, that could there are plenty, could of, those cool, here. plenty of those. There should be here. like a designated singles park. This that's a little dystopian. This is a good idea. <laughs> that's, that's. I mean, the Japanese have stuff like that. They do. Yeah, I mean, they, the Japanese have to reach the point where they're the government has like dictated certain days for singles, and they must really. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, it, it could defer to yeah the decline birth rate, but that's. It's a topic for another time. Or you know how in schools they have buddy benches where, like, if you meet a friend, you can sit on the buddy bench and someone will come be your buddy. What if they had, like, singles benches at parks? Uh, so, so now I'm going to say something pessimistic, okay. which is that I think predators would take it. Oh, yeah, you're that. right. Yeah, because it's too easy. There's there's, there's no vetting it's system. everyone's there. a good person. Yeah, there's zero vetting. Well, I think that's online dating in a nutshell. There's a lot of great people you can meet, but there's these outliers who are very active, like these men who lie about everything just to um, sleep with women. I think that's a very um, – that's a small outlier, but it's ruining the experience for a lot of people, men and women, on these dating apps. Or you maybe match with someone really great and they're like almost a perfect match for you and then they ghost you after like four messages and then never speak to you again. Like what's up with that, Sharon? You talking about me? Yeah, I'm talking about you. Do you want to explain that? Sharon and I matched on a dating app uh, about a year before we started dating. No, two like two or three years. Before. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you. Well, it may have been me that ghosted you. I don't know. Yeah, some one of us ghosted the other one. We don't remember who it was. I think you know that is a another huge problem that people because they're interacting on on online dating apps so much. They treat it like, oh, there's always another uh, fish to try to catch, right? So they're ghosting each other left and right, men and women. Just everyone's just not treating other people in a, in a human way. Well, I also think people have different levels of investment on the apps. Which For is, sure, which yeah. is fine too. You have someone who's Absolutely. like, on, yeah. When you you don't treat people with respect, that's a yes, yes, yes. That's a baseline treating people with respect. And everyone's ghosting each other now, which is. I think a bad. Let's a bad get thing rid of this term into. ghosting. Like, what is ghosting really? I like that term actually. Yeah, like ghosting. I think it's a cool way to describe what's what's happening. Right, but if like if if you say hello to me and I say hello back, and then 
the conversation doesn't continue. Is that a ghost or is it? Mm, I don't no. know. I feel like sometimes it's used too loosely. I don't know. I, I Maybe I am incorrectly using the term for our situation. Maybe it was just well, like, it was just sort of like fizzled. It fizzled. How would that fizzled? Does that sound better? No, I'd like to prefer. I think, I'd oh, like fizzled. to say yeah. one of us ghosted each other. I, I think, and then came back from the dead. Well, mm-hmm. I, I think the general yes. issue with apps and ghosting, yes, accountability, but also like every person I've dated, it's been much more about, well, there's been the element of like, uh, like a, I don't know, physical connect, not like physical, but like there's something you can only tell about a person when you're in person with them, yeah, talking sure. with them, Absolutely. feeling their energy. And I just mean like talking with them, not even anything more than that. Like what you really can't get over text at all. Yeah. Like I'm not a texter. All right. This listener ended with, what do you think? Was this just bad luck? I think, yeah, it was just bad luck. Yes. But an increasingly. An increasingly common. Common problem. And increasingly worryingly uh, a, a problem for a lot of people. And um, sorry this happened for sure. Um, but I hope, you know, you keep going back on the um, some of the online dating apps and finding that one person that's right for you. All right. We got to take a pause. Uh, we'll be right back with Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. You're listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. We'll be back with more after this on 97.9 The Hill. And now back to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine. Once again, here's Sharon. Welcome back to Ship Talking on 97.9 The Hill. I'm your host, Sharon, joined by Brendan and Matt. What's What's up? up? What's up? And so we have wrapped up our listener story. I hope you are satisfied with our answer, listener. I'm sorry I couldn't give you more of a a concrete answer, but I I hope we we did your course and due diligence. Um, I thought we could end with a game, maybe? Let's do it. All right. I have some statistics about online dating that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to see who who gets closer. Very simple game. All right. All right. All right. What percentage of you American <laughs> adults say they have ever used a dating app? Hmm. This is currently. What's the what year is this? Um, this is from this website that I just pulled up. Oh, it's like 2015. 2019. Excuse me. 2019. Oh, that's a big difference. Yeah, that's a big difference. Uh, Good. 40%. Okay. 70%. And that one. Ding, 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 ding. No, I mean, you were closer than oh, 70. Well, uh, three in 10. 30%. 30%. 30% of American adults have used a dating app. Is that Interesting. It? Maybe people our age, maybe it's more higher than that. Definitely. As these are just adults. It is. I read somewhere the average age was, I think, 33. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. All right. 70. You you thought it was much higher. I guess I'm thinking about people under the age of 40. Yeah. Yeah. Where maybe it'd be closer to that. But we're talking about boomers and stuff who probably never heard of it. Yeah. And Gen Xers who maybe don't use it. All right. What percentage of online daters say they have had a positive experience? I'll go with 70 again. Okay. Uh, 25%. Uh, you're both very off. 57. Well, actually, no, Brendan's much closer. 57% of online daters say they have had a positive experience that's with good. their online dating. Yeah, I think that's good. That's optimistic. Right. Yeah. So, listener from before, keep at it. 
All right. What percentage of Americans say they have been in a committed relationship or married someone they met through a dating site? Ooh, that's an interesting one. My sister is one who met her husband on Bumble. Okay, that's one. Um, been in one committed relationship as a result of an app. I bet you it's like 10%, something low. I'd say a little higher, 20. Uh, the answer is 12. 12% 12 wow. of U.S. adults say that they have entered into a relationship from an online dating app. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Relationship or marriage? Relationship or marriage. Um, all right, I have one more for you. Means twenty eight percent, no eighteen percent have it. I guess. What percentage of online daters have admitted to lying on their Ooh. dating profile or interactions? I mean, there's probably there's, there's I mean, I bet you it's high because lying could mean so many things. It's like, right. oh, I'm sorry, I missed our date. I fell asleep. Like I've used, I've used that. <laughs> or, lying, or lying on a profile about something you do or don't do. Or, or like, like showing a picture of yourself that's old oh, could be yeah. a form well, of lying. So I guess lying? like, well, I guess like misrepresentation. Okay. Maybe. I think it's, I'll say above 50%. Okay. I'll say, I'm going to go a little pessimistic. 75%. I bet you, okay. I bet you it's above 50, the people that say they've lied, but I bet you in reality, my friend. Yeah. 75 yeah. Let's, let's this Who do you think lies more, women or men? Ooh, I'll go with men. Uh, this is a trap. This is a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> don't answer. It's a trap. I don't know. All right. Fifty-seven percent of online daters have admitted they lied on their profiles. Uh, most of whom, sixty-seven percent, turned out to be men. Hmm. Makes sense. Maybe men were more honest about their lying. That's very true. Oh, That's true. An extra layer. Um, extra so layer among those, <laughs> among those that admitted they lied during online dating, the most popular things to lie about include names, weird, marital status, location, and appearance, including showing fake photos. Wow. Fake wow. photos, not just old photos. This says fake photos, wow. but I haven't fully dove into the research. Mm. And with you know Photoshop and everything getting more and more advanced, very easy. Yeah. Who knows? In the future, we're going to have – yeah, it's going to be harder. a problem trying to figure out Don't if someone's me. real or not. Well, geez, dystopian future. Uh, if you're feeling discouraged, just go back to our last episode where we had uh, Shayla who ended up marrying her first online date. So it happens. It happens often. I've heard lots of great stories. And you never know. That one person you matched with and really liked, they dis- and then they disappeared – Maybe you'll find them later. They may come back from the dead. All work out in the end. <laughs> reverse ghosting. Yes, reverse ghost. <laughs> all right, that is all we have today. Thank you so much for listening to Ship Talking on 97.9. If you have a question for Ship Talking, you can send it to shiptalking at wchl.com. You can also just send it to the Chapel Hill Carborough. Oh, Chapel Borough. Sorry, Chapel Borough website or their social media. They'll send it my way too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Ship Talking with Sharon Levine on 97.9 The Hill. For more episodes, visit the on-demand page of our website, chapelboro.com. She has them say brand name.